from Practically Culture. The guys who brought you Logan's mini TV reviews. I'm your host, Logan Bow, podcasting from Brooklyn. And Bob's mini movie reviews. I'm joined by the one, the only Bob Caswell in the Bay Area. How are you, Bob? I'm great. How are you? Introducing a new mini podcast. Oh, hanging out. You know me. Nice. Practically Culture Homeland, a new mini podcast dedicated to recapping every episode of Homeland Season 3. You know, I have an idea, Bob. Let's see if we can do a recap of Homeland while just ignoring the whole Dana story, okay? Uh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think Everett will be happier. Right. So, um, Giovanni's in the country. He's here to talk to Carrie and, of course, to eat a hamburger that spills on his shirt. <laughs> That's right. And to be the bad guy. What, what episode are we on? And now we can put a face to who we're after, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you put it that way because I feel like this is the start of the Homeland season that we should have had almost. At least we should have gotten to this point much more quickly than we did. Yeah, I don't know about your household, but uh, only one of us is watching now. That's how bad it is. <laughs> oh, oh, but I think this one was sort of a return to form or, or near form, especially for pretending Dana doesn't exist. <laughs> right, but, I agree but, with that. But one of the things, you know, one of the main storylines, Saul goes to this duck hunting weekend. It turns out to be a goose hunting weekend. Duck season has been over. Um, and he goes under the impression he'll become the permanent CIA head. Finds out it's actually the senator he fought with in the hearings. Saul's a little annoyed. Uh, he gets some sarcastic remarks off of the lodge about needing uh, skilled people in intelligence. Um, what do you think, Bob? Are you surprised that Saul didn't turn out to be the one chosen for the CIA? No, uh, I think it actually makes for a good plot twist. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but the fact that he got that it was he got it wrong that it was duck hunting and it's actually geese hunting and it's like you know he he really was clueless about everything that was going on. It seemed like. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, he's got two weeks that are still on his watch, and I think that's going to uh, tighten things up and, and get us more interested in what needs to happen for bad guys to be captured and, and stuff to develop a little in a little quicker pace in the next two weeks. Because if he became head of the CIA, that would be just too convenient for things to run the way Saul wants them to. I think it's more interesting now. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like it took a little bit of bravery for the show not to to keep Saul there because he's been so sympathetic this season um, that I like him and I'm disappointed for him as a character. But as a show, I'm really glad they didn't go to that because I don't think Saul's really the kind of guy who's cut out to be CIA chief. He does not get the politics. He doesn't get the little details like, oh, it's goose hunting, um, various things like that. He's not the kind of guy that would be chosen for CIA head, even though he's obviously great at being... Uh, a muckety muck in the CIA. That's not the kind of person who gets chosen to be the CIA head. So I'm glad the show uh, went with that. Right. It sort of speaks to the, the the paradox of the corporate or political structure. I mean, Saul is very skilled and and good at what he does, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he would make a good leader at the top end and top end people. I don't know. Would be chosen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in any case, I still love everything we're getting with Saul. You know, even after he gets home from the lodge, he's partly disappointed about the nomination, partly probably taken aback at his wife's guest, and also trying to deal with Carrie being taken and Quinn not seeing where she's gone. And he just, all those complex emotions, you know, just reminds me that I totally love Saul. I'm glad that he's front and center. Um, and I, you know, I just want to see more of that. Bravo. Bravo on that front. Yeah, no, I'm the same way now. I actually want to see the show develop and, and see more of what's going to happen. Because up until now, I, I was 
starting to lose it in terms of wanting to figure out why I need to care about anything. You know? But now I feel like I'm caring again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carrie's story, that started to get... This was a lot more interesting than last week. You know, last week we had the reveal that the whole thing had been a con, including conning us. But this time we get back to classic, um, you know, we know what Carrie knows, but Carrie doesn't know everything she needs to know. So, uh, you know, Saul brings Quinn on in on the Carrie operation to watch her while the Iranians also watch her. But she decides she needs to talk to an FBI agent. We won't give a reason because of what we're pretending. Anyway, so she uses the yoga play to get a little time. Um, and it it's very Carrie because we think it probably worked, but... You can never be too sure in the CIA spy world, but it seems like it barely works. She gets back in the nick of time. Anyway, or, go ahead. Well, so I, I know we promised, or at least we said we'd try not to say anything about no! Dana, but, <laughs> but really, Carrie, your concern for Dana, I was a little bit not as thrilled by this plot stretch to make it be a reason for her to need to do this yoga play. I don't know. Did it fly with you? Uh, no, hence the reason I'm pretending uh, it didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're right. It, it, you know, maybe there's some sort of connection there, but they haven't talked to each other in forever. Why would Jess go to Carrie's place? Why would Carrie so immediately be moved to, to risk something so, with such dramatic stakes as what she has? Uh, it didn't make sense to me, even the fact, even given the fact that Carrie dumped her meds again. Yeah, and I can't keep track of, like, uh, if she's sane or not, like which Carrie we're talking, like there's just so much meta stuff going on with her mind and where she's at. But it did feel very, um, sorry if you already covered this that I, I didn't get it as nuanced as you might've said it, but now we're being more explicit. Uh, yeah, that didn't work for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, right. But, you know, toward the end, this, this cliffhanger in this episode was just a lot better this is why we watch Homeland, you know. So Carrie strip searched and manhandled and brought to Javadi, and it's just here's our classic Homeland scene. So Carrie doesn't know how much Javadi knows, and neither do we. And this is why we watch Homeland for this spy fog of war. You can clearly not trust the wine in front of me, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Except, uh, yeah. So we know what Carrie knows, and that's what makes it suspenseful. And not even she knows if she's blown her cover. We have uh, we have Javadi saying, "Oh, you're in good shape." Must be from all the yoga or something like that. And that could be just something to say, or it could be like this big clue that, yeah, you do a lot of yoga, don't you? <laughs> no, you don't. We know that you're trying to, to trick us. That was kind of a cheap shot, but I, I it's kind of hammy, but I liked it anyway. I was like, ha ha, it's all the yoga you do, because that's what we all know is cover for both of us not knowing what we're each talking about. Ha. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> right. Um... So yeah, but that was that was that was a great scene overall because who knows what's going to happen? But we know as much as Carrie does, and that's just why it's distinguished from last season, from last episode. I'm much happier where we are. No Brody again. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say about that except to keep pointing it out. But I think I can see a way forward in this show without Brody. Right. I just hope um, that he doesn't come back into play as ham-fisted and forced as, you know, Jess interacting with Carrie. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least there's a reason to think he might come into play and it would fit with the story better than, than just stringing us with his family along, um, showing them showing up when, uh, when they might need to, or when it's convenient for them to. Right. Uh, since you broke the seal, I guess we can talk briefly about Dana. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah so dana's still missing with what's his name it's leo right yeah and um so jess goes gets carrie to talk to the fbi uh even though carrie doesn't end up helping at all she goes on this whole risky thing that people get mad at her for um anyway dana finds out completely independently that leo might have killed his brother blah 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 i still wish that wasn't a part of the show but dana ends up at home at the end crying yeah so sad oh well anyway (laughs) uh anything else you want to talk about final thoughts oh it's starting to pick up but i am wanting it to i read somewhere and maybe maybe i shouldn't have read this because now it's like looking behind the curtain so to speak but that this series or this uh, season kind of has has three acts, and this is the first episode of the second act, and uh, I'm excited by that because this act seems way better than the first act, which could have just been like one episode. Um, but I'm hoping that we don't get strung along on the wrong things, and we're really waiting for the third act, whatever it might be, because I feel like Homeland is sort of reaching a little bit to be relevant in the same ways it was when it first started, and it's it's got that. That 24 dilemma, it's just really hard to have such intense stuff happen over and over again to the same cast of characters, right? Yeah, when you blow up the CIA building, you can't really go very far from there. Right. But 24 decided to, to detonate a nuclear bomb in California, so maybe they can still go further. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> if you haven't seen 24, come on. <laughs> um, anyway, so for me, I do think this was the best episode of the season so far. Love that we got a lot of Saul. We get Carrie being both, you know, as Saul puts it in the intro, the smartest and the dumbest fucking person I ever met <laughs> by uh, taking a huge risk, but also probably pulling it off. Go to cliffhanger, and it'll be pretty much, you know, perfect except for too much time on Dana. But yep. I'm feeling good about the season still. Nice. Listen to us on iTunes or practicallyculture.com. Also, find us on Facebook, a mini podcast from Practically Culture. Practically Culture Homeland.